Hello and welcome to Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. I'm your host, Uncle Steve, and this week we have an amazing, uh, pretty interesting battle for you to do here. We are going to be doing an album battle in the month of Iron Maiden just for you. And this is a very interesting album battle because we are pitting a Blaze Bailey album, The X Factor, basically the two albums that came out in a row. The X Factor versus, I guess you could call it Bruce's swan song with Iron Maiden, his first swan song, Fear of the Dark. And to do that with me, I have the administrator, the, man, I had all this memorized right when I was saying it. The administrator, the, uh, God, I'll say the counselor. Translator, the translator and historian. And historian of the podcast. <laughs> I have Kirsty Prince in all. Perth, Australia. Kirsty, how are you? Hello. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> uh, you got to start being the the brain doctor, maybe. <laughs> so, the neurolog the neurologist of the podcast, Kirsty Prince. Yeah, so, certainly sounds like I'm going to have my work cut out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And also on the line with us, Kirsty, as 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 is our custom, I have. The flip flop, the thong, the horseshit guru, <clears throat> Matthew, in the kingdom, baby. I was waiting for in the kingdom, baby. Hello, <laughs> how are we? Uncle Steve. Hey, thanks. Okay. How are you? I am in a very jovial mood right now. You know why? Because I had listened to the Waffle Zone. I didn't listen to it, but we had to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Fun. Well, you always you always get a laugh when I say "in the kingdom, baby," and then I always get a laugh when you repeat it. <laughs> so huh. I was wondering if you were going to do it then, because admittedly, the the intros and the waffle were a little lackluster to start with. <laughs> to start with, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then I thought, I wonder, since uh, Kirsty had to do almost had to do her own introduction just now, if I you know, <laughs> have to attempt the horseshite roll myself, yeah, I was like, I don't really want to try and do that. And I'm not under the influence of any uh, any uh, whiskey or anything, so I haven't drank. All I've, all I've got here is some water that I was using to, to clear my hashtag throat. So, um, so th this is an interesting battle that uh, Kirsty brought forth, right? Yes, it was my idea. It was Kirsty's idea, and it's something I think you've mentioned a while back and we were talking about it again this week or so what, what should we do? And yeah. when you said it, I just was like, you know what? This is the perfect time to do it. It's iron made in, right? That's right. So we might as well. Nineties album battle. Not everyone's favorite era. Yeah. For either guy. <laughs> so <laughs> No, that's right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Let's see if, if it was the new singer and the new musical direction was an improvement. Yeah. I mean, personally, I find out that these album battles never turn out the way I think they will. Yeah, yeah, that is true. But that is true. The main reason I wanted, well, one of the main reasons I wanted to do it as well was that um, Uncle Steve of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone, the Iron Maiden podcast for the last three years, mm -hmm. is not that familiar with the X Factor and that needs to change. You know, I, I'm familiar to a degree, like I've listened to it enough times but it's like yeah it's not like i'm familiar with it well the same i'm assuming way I'm you'd heard it at least yeah 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 i'm not as familiar with it as i would be with something like seventh son so 
Sure. But yeah, that was very, it was, it was an interesting thing to be able to do. And it's, it's definitely changed some opinions that I've had. So now before we get too much into this, uh, I mean, I do remember getting this album when it came out, the X factor. I remember, you know, obviously it was still a maiden fan back then. And the surprise of, you know, Bruce leaving and maiden getting a new, I, it didn't surprise me that they got a new singer. I guess I just kind of thought, okay, well, Bruce is doing solo albums now and now they're doing this. So cool. Two things. That's cool. Um, did, do you, do you guys remember, uh, Getting this album when it came out, Matt? I remember the day that I bought this. I bought it from 78 Records in the city. And I remember driving home, listening to Sign of the Cross, Mm -hmm. and thinking how awesome that that was. Okay, cool. The second half of that track. Yep, I vividly remember that. And Kirsty, did you get into this when it was out or no? I did not, no. Um, As soon as uh, I saw Bruce's last tour in 1993, um, I... Stopped listening to metal really and didn't have any idea what they were doing and didn't listen to the X Factor until I kind of got back into them. Mm, that's interesting. You know, after Bruce came back. That's interesting that Bruce basically had you abandon everything. So, <laughs> so. well, that's cool either way. Either way. Um, so now here's the di- interesting thing, though. Anyone that is familiar with the X Factor knows that there's only 11 songs. So Matthew, Kirsty, uh, I did a little bit of a poll on Twitter, and I did it with the Patreons, and I just told Kirsty, "How about you add up all the votes and you figure out which song was voted the worst song on the album, and whichever song is voted worst on the album by." followers of the podcast or whoever that voted on it or said their vote and the Patreons. That's the song we're going to remove because I think collectively we had all, I think we all were, would have probably agreed on the apparition. I think. No, I don't think so. That that was what I thought it was going to be. Okay. So I you, didn't count my own vote, which was for the apparition. Well, it would have been, it would have been two against one then. So it would have been that. Right. Okay. But, um, so I don't know. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to go through the tallies. Yeah. You're going to start at the, at the bottom, right? I started uh, uh, in in the top in a way, least number of votes. Yeah. Fear of the dark, afraid to shoot strangers and be quick or be dead received zero votes. Okay. So fugitive. Can I say something? Yes. So that means when we asked people, what was the worst song on this album? Nine different songs got a vote. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. I mean, th- this could kind of happen with any album, to be fair. That's um, true, sure. The Fugitive got one vote. Fear is the Key got one vote. Childhood's End got two votes. Yeah. Judas Be My Guide got two bo- votes. Mm. Wasting Love got four. From Here to Eternity got six. And Chains of Misery got ten. Now, I had to count. There was uh, like over 60. I had to count these about three times because it was so, so close. But on 20 votes, we have The Weekend Warrior. Oh, golly. And on 21 votes, we have The Apparition. Oh, Matthew, your vote. Close call. No, that wasn't close call. Um, And what you told me to do was if somebody put like two or three songs that they thought were bad, Mm -hmm. um, just count the first one. Sure. 
but if you looked through um, all of the mentions of songs, it was the apparition by a mile because people would go like Weekend Warrior and the apparition Chains of Misery and the apparition. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely clearly the apparition that we're going to take out. Oh, it is? Yes. Okay. Apparition it is, Matthew. Not really a surprise, though. Yeah, sure, sure. I was so surprised how close it was. Well, that might have been a surprise, but I wouldn't have expected any other way for it to yeah. be the final result. Okay, so let me um, let let's see what that does to the pairing here, because the apparition was song number nine. Correct. I can't tell you. I've already taken it out because I knew. Okay, so okay, so <laughs> Kirsty, what is album? What is the battle? The song battle for number nine, ten, and eleven going to be now? Okay, hang on. It is number nine will be Judas Be My Guide versus The Edge of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ten will be Weekend Warrior versus Two AM. Okay. Eleven will be Fear of the Dark versus The Unbeliever. Okay, okay. Okay. So um how about we take a five minute break? <laughs> Is that oh, a- take your thoughts? Do it on the fly. <laughs> Oh, 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 okay. You can take a five minute break. That's all good. No, that's okay. Let's do it. Let's just do it. I'll, I'll do it on the fly. And, um, did you want to hang on? Did you want to go get a stiff drink? I've got, a, I've got whiskey next to me. So we'll reach around, pick that up and have a swig. I will reach down. I will reach out, but I won't reach around. <laughs> I don't know. Excuse me. Kirsty, can you have a word with him? You're a rude person, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Matthew, you're not you're not being very subtle. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Put you in timeout. Oh, yeah. Gin will be on my back. Yeah, I'm surprised Gin hasn't said more. You know, what kind of detention teacher is what? What kind of what kind of place is he running that he He's allows that he allows what Matt brings? I, I, I want to just <laughs> mention to Gin. You might want to revamp some of the rules that you're uh, allowing, you know, in the classroom, I guess. Well, time. when's the last time, Kirsty, that we've done an album battle? Um, I don't know. It's been a long time. I, I, I think I remember what it was, but I don't remember when that it was. What was the last album battle that we did? Uh, Peace of Mind, Seven Sun, wasn't it? It's the one that got Dino up oh, in we've done another one since then. The one that got Dino in a, in a yeah. Which one would that be? Yeah. In a straight jacket. Got him in a straight I mean, jacket. I know I did that Alice in Chains one. Okay. Oh, yeah, we did Alice in Ch- I do remember we did the Alice in Chains album battle. That was epic. That was epic. Mm. Um, I am scrolling furiously trying to find it. And uh, I'm back into February so far, and I haven't found it yet. So... I've got the last. Maybe that was it then. No, I'm trying to figure out. I'm wondering, I'm wondering what the last Iron Iron Maiden album battle we would have done is. Um, forget it. I can't. I'm having all kinds of problems. <laughs> I tried to scroll. The, the historian doesn't know. Yeah, that means it was too That's long. First. Yeah, I know. I know. So, so how are we going to do this here? I guess we'll go song by song and we will each. Yes. 
Now, who, who's going to tally the votes? Oh, I can do that since I'm in vote tallying mode this weekend. Yeah. yeah. So keep track of what's going on here. And uh, with all that said, though, Kirsty, if you will, I'll let you go first. You have Sign of the Cross. Versus 
one of Matthew's favorites, Be Quick or Be Dead. Quickle Be Dead came up first, and they just get straight into it, and it's got a great, fast, energetic riff, and it never loses that energy. And there's a nice scream at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And Bruce's raspiness actually works because he's spitting out the lyrics in disgust. Mm-hmm. And he's got a, a mixture of singing styles, so he's got his like regular singing style for the chorus, and there's two really good solos. It's a nice three-and-a-half-minute short rocker. Well, Stomper, as I think the counsellor would say. Stomper. And um, this is a great intro. Um, you know, I, I like it a lot. It's, it's up against a very different type of song, which is kind of hard to compare in a way, because Sign of the Cross is an 11-minute proggy meandering song with a long intro. Mm-hmm. That couldn't be more different. Um, but, yeah, the creepy atmosphere and the monks, that's like nothing they've done before. I love it. And in the next part of the intro, you've got the lovely quiet singing and the, the tone and the bass and the chords holds a lot of promise. And when the verse starts, it's, it takes about two and a half minutes to get in and it's really cool. It's really wordy. And the chorus soars, the jangly guitars under it are beautiful. And there's a massively long musical interlude, mm. five and a half minutes and with old time signatures and time changes. And it's just so epic. I love every minute of it. And um, this was actually quite a hard one because I do like both the songs a lot. But I am going with Sign of the Cross. Sign of the Cross gets a vote. It's interesting. Matthew. Uncle Steve. What do you say? I say that Kirsty made some very good points. Uh, this is really hard to pick, but like, Kirsty had said they are two very different songs. One's a stomper or a banger or a cracker, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> One's a bit more epic, and one can be played at length and almost fit the introduction of the other song. Because what it's almost like three minutes or so of listening to Gregorian chants. I love Sign of the Cross, and I love Be Quick and Be Dead. Um, I love Raspy Bruce in this and i love the ferociousness of that opening track be quick or be dead but musically i would have to admit sign of the cross is superior but they are two very different songs 
Um, and this was one of the highlights too, Legacy of the Beast, seeing Sign of the Cross live. It was probably my favourite moment of the, the tour, of the shows. Um, but if I was just going to say, off the cuff, what are you going to pick? I would go with Be Quick or Be Dead. I just like the ferocious. It's the, probably the most aggressive Maiden song I can think of that they've ever done. And you know, like Bruce just spits out lyrics with disgust, it sounds like. And um, yeah, those solos and that. Everything about this is good. He's got a great scream in this as well. So I'm going to go with that. It's shorter and straight to the point. Everything's condensed into you know three-odd minutes or whatever. It's got it all. Cool. Okay. So Steve's we, got the deciding vote. That makes one for Sign of the Cross, one for Be Quick or Be Dead. And as Kirsty said, I guess I get the deciding vote here. Yeah. This wasn't a hard choice for me at all. Um, be Quick or Be Dead definitely is that ferocious song. Like Kirsty said, it, it, and I, I got to say, Kirsty, you said everything like, Pretty spot on, perfectly. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna add too much to what you said because you said it. You pretty much said it all. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's a ferocious song, and it's it's probably is the most aggressive song the band has ever done. And you know, it's a great opener for a tour, and it's up against a song that's completely different, as you both said. But that completely different song that it's up against is just like an amazing, amazing top tier song regardless of comparing it to be quick or be dead or comparing it to anything else in their catalog really so for me this was a this is a super easy easy vote i'm going with sign of the cross all the way so and i honestly haven't you know matt told me you told me to do this on the fly i'm doing it all on the fly i literally did not know which song was going to get taken out because in my mind, mm. I thought, well, it could be uh, from here to eternity. And if that's the case, every battle I would have set up would be, would be wrong, you know, or, or at least be, I would be thrown off. So I just thought I'll wait until the very, uh, till the moment of, uh, that we found the information out. So, so the next song we have from the X Factor is Lord of the Flies.
Track two from uh, from Fear of the Dark. From Fear of the Dark. I'm just I'm, my brain is I'm just blanking <laughs> out. I'm, I mean, you might be hearing okay, some of well, that. Track two is from Here to Eternity. Kirsty, tell us about it. Two shorter Rocky songs this time, so a little bit easier to compare, maybe. Well, from here to eternity, for me, it's not really what I want from Iron Maiden. It's got enough lyrics. Bruce is singing his raspy in a bad way this time, and he makes some weird noises as well, and there are gang vocals. Mm. However, I, I can see it's just a bit of fun, and it's a rock and roll style song you can sing along to, and... In all fairness, it does have some really good solos. This is up against Lord of the Flies. Um, I love the sound of the guitars in the intro. It's a little bit like Gates of Tomorrow, also by Yannick and Steve, Mm -hmm. but better. So I can see why they picked this for Death on the Road rather than Gates of Tomorrow. Uh, When the bass kicks in, it's just awesome. I'm glad this section gets repeated in the middle and at the end. I love the way Blade sings anymore at the end of the first line. I like the chorus a lot. There's a good solo. Blaze does the woes. Um, I know woes and gang vocals could both work live, but on a recording, woes win every time. Mm-hmm. I like Lord of the Flies a lot. It would have a good chance against quite a lot of the songs, but it's against From Here to Eternity, so obviously it wins for me. Lord of the Flies. Easy enough, easy enough. Matthew, what do you think? Oh, I kind of struggle with this one. Uh, I'm not a fan of either song. Uh, the studio versions, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just a lot of the flies did nothing for me. Though, having said that, I did like the Rock and Rio version with Bruce doing it. Not because I prefer Bruce over Blaze, but I did just like the way he uh, exaggerated a couple of lines in there. Just gave it a little bit of extra power. But that aside, Here to Eternity, yeah, a little bit of maiden garbage there. <laughs> some uh, gang vocals that just don't some ACDC like actually no they're not ACDC like at all because they can do that it's like they're trying to be but failing yeah with the um, you know the Charlotte it's kind of cheesy lyrics and all. So I get you can say it's a bit of fun 
Sometimes, you know, I have listened to this recently, and maybe I just wasn't paying any attention because I got halfway through it. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't mind the fact that I'd heard the first part of the song and disliked it. But that's not really what you want from Maiden. You want to pay attention and listen to it and enjoy it, not just find yourself halfway through the song and <laughs> that you didn't like it. Um, th- there's some decent music in there, but if it comes down to this, I'm going to go with... Um, I can't go with Raspy Bruce on this one. I'm going to have to go with some Blaze, Man on the Edge. I don't really like either song. No, we're, but... we're on Lord of the Flies, mate. Ah, oh, sorry, I was reading the next thing. Uh, Lord of the Flies. <laughs> I, know. I was reading my next line. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Lord of the Flies, Lord of the Flies. Yeah, that that intro is not one of my favorites. You know, it's it's. I just don't really like when they do those intros. I mean, they've done a couple, and the songs are usually good. It's just I don't like that type of intro. Um, but from here to attorney first is just it's trash. I mean, it's it's there's some decent music in the song. Um, like Curse, you mentioned, there's some good solos. You know, but when you're talking about the guitar solos, I mean, it, it, you don't listen to a song just for the guitar solos. You're listening to it. You're listening to an Iron Maiden song to hear some cool lyrics, some good singing, uh, two things which completely have eluded this song. Mm. Um, just, and it's a seat. It's a Steve Harris solo ride as well. <laughs> so, kind of surprising. Yep. It's good it's, effort. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it, remi- it gives me. It, it takes me back a little bit to a, a track seven on Peace of Mind in a way, you know, just <laughs> like you can't believe like this is the guy that wrote The Trooper. This is the guy that, heck, even on this album, wrote Fear of the Dark. And and th- th- this is just, you know, I don't, to me, he wasn't involved in the other Charlotte songs really that much, I don't think, was he? I mean, the, the 22 uh, was written well, by. Well, he would have co-written them all, wouldn't he? Uh, well, he didn't do Charlotte because they. Oh, not Hooks did anything co-write. Yeah, Hooks or uh, Charlotte. So he only had a co-write on. Um, obviously, he had the soul, so uh, the sole writing credit on this one, and he had a co-write with Adrian, I believe, on Acacia Avenue. So, but yeah, this this song is just it's just absolutely everything you don't want from Steve Harris in in a writing, and it's you know vocally, Bruce is you know. You know, doing that way too raspy thing, and uh, it's, the lyrics are way, way too overtly, you know, sexual in nature. It's like like someone's trying to be a a pervert without letting people. Well, he's not. He he doesn't even care. He's letting people know about it. And the, but like I said, the, the the lyrics are dumb. The gang vocals are bad. It, there's there's nothing about this song that I really like. I mean, it, you you might accidentally listen to it while you're not paying attention and get halfway through it and go. I didn't mind that. I wasn't really listening, but I didn't mind it either, you know. Um, whereas Lord of the Fry- Lord of the Flies is just a is, is just a great song. It's uh, it's got that weird intro, but other than that, I mean, it, the verses are good. You know, the chorus is good, and like I said, whenever you listen to the way um, Bruce sang it, I believe it was Death on the Road, right, Kirsty? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, the way he sang it on there, oh man, especially the way he wails on that, you know, Saints and Sinners. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just it, it brings it up to a whole other level, and I don't know. I just this this was. I mean, this obviously wasn't even a contest. So I'm saying much ado about nothing, really. Uh, Lord of the Flies, all the way. So, uh, so that brings us to track number three, which is Man on the Edge. 
Track number three from Fear of the Dark, which is Afraid to Shoot Strangers.
So Kirsty, what do you feel on this? Um, afraid to shoot strangers. That's got a song structure that is so Iron Maiden. It's not verse, chorus, verse. It just kind of has three separate sections. Um, it's got this gorgeous atmospheric intro. Bruce sounds really nice here, and the occasional vocal harmonies work well. And the lyrics are really thought-provoking. So, yeah, big step up from the previous track. And when it speeds up, there's a very abrupt time change, and Bruce occasionally sings a line, Afraid to Shoot Stranger, so it's not really a chorus at all. Mm-hmm. Um, then it kind of speeds up again. You've got a chaotic solo followed by dual guitar harmonies, which I noticed um, on other podcasts people have started calling guitar harmonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds really maiden. It's a bit of a deep purple sound to the keyboards in the chorus, or, or whatever you call it, anyway. Um, and then there's another solo, and it's a it's a really good song. It's probably one of the best on the album. And it's up against another really good song, Man on the Edge, which has a bit of a Dave Murray intro. I know he didn't write it, but it's mm-hmm. got one. And it goes straight into a fast, energetic, fun rocker with absolutely mad lyrics that stay with you for ages afterwards. Um, I really love that little bass run just before the chorus is. The chorus is simple, but I like it. It's got a frantic midsection, um, which suits the song. I hate being late to. I love this song. This was kind of a difficult choice for me, but they're quite different, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this one to Afraid to Shoot Strangers. Mm. What about you, Matthew? Fear of the Dark gets a <laughs> vote for me. <laughs> Uh, so for me, Afraid to Shoot Strangers, I do like the guitar melodies in this. Uh, so after that slow introduction, you got the the change in the melodies. I've got one little riff, then it changes to another little riff, which I always thought was really cool. And it used to be one of my favorite tracks when I first bought this album, um, when it came out in was it 92, Fear of the Dark. So yeah, I, I liked it. I've probably, because I don't listen to this album very often at all anymore uh so having a listen to it during the week i was like this intro kind of takes a while it's funny i can see from this song a lot of other songs have followed the same path these long intros and this is the longest intro that i can think of up until this point in time and i could be wrong um but it just seemed to go on for a while but once this gets started the second half of this song i think it's amazing Man on the Edge, do I like that? It, for some reason, it reminds you a lot of The Flies. Yeah, it's fast-paced and it, it's quick. And a lot of people seem to, if they like the Blaze albums, they always go to these singles, which is probably to be expected because they are the singles. Uh, there's some good music in Man on the Edge, but you know, it's telling the story of the, the movie falling down, and they're just really giving you the rundown through the lyrics of what happened. There's some good musical passages. But for me, it's, yeah, I'm going to go Afraid to Shoot Strangers. I think it's a much better song. Stronger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Man on the Edge, I, I, to me, this it reminds me a bit, maybe I would say, of uh, either Be Quick or Be Dead or The Trooper in a certain way because other than that little intro, it kicks in and it just never lets up. So uh, it's a real quick pace song. Uh, lyrically it's, you know, it's just kind of generic, you know, it's about a, the movie called falling down, which is a fantastic movie. <laughs> uh, I love that movie. It's kind of generic, but then it's got lines like baking is wild. And now he can't even give birthday presents. And a hole in the sky. have you ever seen falling down? Yeah. No. There's a, it's basically <laughs> a, a guy and he used to, um, uh, he used to work. 
he used to build. He used to work for the nation's defense. He used to work for the government, building missiles or whatever it was. And, and now he can. Then he got fired, and he was pretending to go to work every day. And he would. He had his, you know, his lunch. He was uh, trying to go somewhere to buy a birthday present for his niece's birthday party or someone's birthday party, and he's just his car breaks down. You know, obviously the freeway is jammed. He gets. He literally gets out of his car and just walks away from his car. It's just. It's. It's like the the day just gets worse and worse and worse and worse, and he ends he up. Postal. Yes, yes. He. It's just. It's a. It's an amazingly great movie. It's just. I loved it. At I least kind I, of. Um, I kind of gathered the plot from the lyrics of the exactly, song. Well, I, well, I'm saying. I'm saying what I'm saying yeah. because it's literally yeah. exactly as the lyrics are. So I mean, it's. Mm. There's no real creativity in the lyrics. So. Uh, You're right. I, see, I didn't I like the movie. Mean, yeah. I didn't like the movie, and that's probably partially why i didn't like this song either i don't I, think i'd like it because it sounds stressful it, it's being rated. It, it, i enjoyed the movie i'm talking i enjoyed the movie when i was in my early 20s it's just a movie that i used to like to watch because he just because instead of putting up with things he just <laughs> goes off on everybody you know so uh there's he there's a point where he goes into a restaurant and i think mm-hmm. he wants breakfast and it's two minutes after breakfast and he's like i want a blah and she, he's like well breakfast is over and he's like, it's literally two minutes ago, you know, and he kind of talks back and forth and they're just being kind of rude to him. And, and because of a, an earlier altercation, he has a gun on him. So he says he wants this certain breakfast and he ends up just taking a gun out and sitting on the counter <laughs> and and he gets, you know, a little bit uh, forceful about it. Just, I can't remember exactly anymore how exactly forceful he gets, but I think when they see the gun, they're just like, Hey man, let's get, let's get this guy's breakfast. <laughs> Because didn't they do that? They gave him the breakfast, and then it didn't look like the picture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. yeah I have to that... watch it. it. Sounds really good. Now well, listen, listen, to, listen to the song that you don't need to see the movie. Uh, well, that's it's, what it's, I was thinking. It's Michael Douglas too, uh, and yeah. I just love the character in that movie. I just love that character because it's it's all the things you so maybe not you wouldn't wish you could pull a gun on somebody, but it's just all the oh. times you want to just mouth off to, back to somebody. And uh, there's a part, there's one other part where he, he's walking, you know, he left, he got up, basically he's sitting on the highway, got out of his car, he's walking. So he's walking through all kinds of random places. He walks through a, um, what is it? A, uh, he he's up like sitting on in a field somewhere and a couple of gang members show up and I, and he ends up, uh, I think he had a baseball bat with him or they were going to do something with a baseball bat and then they dropped it or something. He got the bat back. And I can't remember if he beat the hell out of one of them and just like, like instead of backing away from the gang members, he, he just stood up to him. It's just, there's just so many little things like that, that you're like in real life, you would never probably stand up to a gang member. You'd just be like, man, let me get the hell out of here as fast as I can. So, mm. but uh, I, I liked it back then. I haven't seen it in ages. So uh, let's see. So we are on, we're on track number three, correct? Track number three. I've lost correct. track. Yeah. So yeah, the, um, I like the movie Falling Down. Uh, Man on the Edge. Uh, I like it. I do like the song. But uh, when I think about Afraid to Shoot Strangers, and there's a lot of nice voc- uh, uh, guitar, uh, you know, lines that are going through the song, you know, that just really, really nice that just kind of guide through the song. And, you know, it, like you said, it's a typical Maiden song. It's very very much maiden you know it, it gets it's slower it's faster it's slower and uh and it's about um 
you know, what was going on in the Persian Gulf back in the 90s, I believe, early 90s. And yep. so lyrically, the song is has a lot of important things going on it too. It's not, it's not, you know, about a guy who, you know, when you hear the song, you know, now he can't even give birthday presents. It's like, okay, really? Who did, I hope blaze didn't write these lyrics. Um, and I hope Steve didn't write those lyrics either. <laughs> you know, I hope nobody wrote those lyrics. I hope they just, you know, I don't know. Maybe it just happened. Yeah. Do yeah. They, this, this, this could have been a good instrumental perhaps. It would again, it would have been a good instrumental. I, I, the, the, the lyrics don't make me hate the song. Because mm-hmm. I enjoy listening to the song, but I mean, if you're comparing it to a song that's about some serious matters, Iron Maiden excels in lyrics about serious matters, as we will discuss here shortly. Sure. Um, but yeah, th- for this, for me, this is pretty easy as well. Uh, this is also uh, "Afraid to Shoot Strangers." Uh, this, there's just no. I I do like "Man on the Edge," but it was just up against uh, stronger competition, so. So we're, hey. we're we're moving through this pretty fast. So that's all right because we've got eleven songs to get through, yeah, and we're yeah. only on number four. Yeah, so we're on Fortunes of War from the X Factor.
And fear is the key from Fear of the Dark. <laughs> How many votes did Fear is the Key get? Um, I can't not that many, actually. It got um, one. Wow. It's, al- it's almost like there's a, it's <laughs> almost like they didn't hear a certain part of the song. Or is it just a forgettable well, song, maybe? People don't think um, about it. Yeah. yeah. There's not, you know, you know what though? But if you're, if you are voting the worst, yeah, that's not the worst. So not to me. So anyway, sorry, go ahead. It's definitely um, among them, I think. Um, yeah. So you know how I was saying Afraid to Shoot Strangers had a bit of a deep purple vibe? So I'm thinking the keyboards were actually pretty good on Fear of the Dark. I don't know what's happened yeah. these days. <laughs> um, the intro to this sounds very deep purple. And in certain moments, Bruce even sounds a bit like Ian Gillen. Okay. Um, the verse, it, so it starts off pretty um, cool. It's got lots of promise. And then the verse just really disappoints me after that. Chorus is okay. The midsection's interesting. With this song, it's like one minute you're thinking this is pretty good, and the next you're like, oh, this isn't quite right. <laughs> and Bruce's improvising bit sounds really bad. But he does do a fairly good scream. So it's very mm-hmm. down and up. Mm-hmm. I've never really liked this song. It just um it just really it sounds like it's gonna be good and then I don't like it. It makes me want to just go off and play perfect strangers. Mm-hmm. The good bits sound just like Perfect Strangers. Hmm. And um, Fortunes of War, we've got this really lovely, calm intro. Blaze is singing really nicely. And then there's the next section where the acoustic bass sounds awesome. Hmm. The song starts to get heavier. And then there's an awesome riff. I absolutely love the riff. Takes about three and a half minutes to get to the verse, which is fine because I like the intro so much. Mm-hmm. The, the verse is okay. Um, the lyrics about the aftermath of war are really interesting. And the chorus is typical Maiden. It's just the title repeated. Then we get a fast galloping section and some nice solos and a quiet outro, which is nice. And then the bonus bass bit at the end. So it's sort of getting into the um, sort of shape of a song that we get a lot of these days. Mm-hmm. Um, it easily beats Fear is the Key. Okay. What about you, Matthew? What do you think? 
Uh, Fear is the key. It's a bit of a frustrating song because I didn't ever dislike it, but I never really liked it either. It just kind of fell in the middle where it seemed like it could have been an idea, like an interesting idea that maybe just didn't get executed properly. Because I do do like some of the music in there, Mm -hmm. and it does sound very different, and not different in a bad way, just different in let's try something different kind of way. But then, like everyone says, Bruce kind of brings it down in parts. I kind of I like the way he sings in certain parts, but when he just does his I can hear you silent, blah blah blah. I can't even remember the words now. Nice and nice and nice. Yeah, and it it always makes me think. I remember well, it was probably a couple of years ago. We did the B sides, and there's something where he's just yum 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 yum. He was doing that, and it always reminds me of this song for some reason, and I just lose interest in it. There's some parts in here that I do like, but overall, I think it's just a bit of a forgettable song. And, you know, they were speaking about an important um, subject at the time, well, it still is, mm-hmm. uh, the AIDS, and, you know, no one pays any attention until, you know, there's a celebrity or someone prominent is afflicted by it. But then having said that, uh, the flip side so now we've got a um, a pretty serious topic, whether it's to do with post-traumatic syndrome or shell shock, whatever you want to call it, fortunes of war. And I do like the music in this. And I know that some people have said, you know, it's just a bit of a – it just plods along and it's slow. It kind of goes nowhere. I've read, you know, some flack about this before. But I think it's a good, pretty good track. Uh, I do like the – the lyrics in this if you don't you don't need to know what the name of the song is before you listen to it because you'll hear it about 300 times <laughs> during the during it but this has got some really really good guitar melodies in here and i think the solos in this are pretty good too and though you don't judge the song by the solo but i think they do a pretty good job um so for me i would go fortunes of war fairly comfortably on this one because of bruce bruce messed it up <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think that I tend to, uh, well, here, let me name the songs first before I get too far here. Um, from Fear of the Dark, we have Fear is the Key. And uh, I hear your silent heartbeat. I hear your silent cries. It was just lies and lies. The kids have lost their freedom and nobody cares until somebody famous dies. They're telling lies and lies and lies and lies and lies and lies and lies, right? Yeah, it takes mm-hmm. you back. Yeah, that just mm-hmm. that ruins the song. To last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean that. I usually always think that I like that song. To you, you know, because you know that whole "We live our lives in fever and a choking sweat of fear." That, that it's okay. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's a decent song. Mm-hmm. But then you, yeah. You add that little part in, and it's yeah, it, it ruins the song. Even though I don't, you know, wouldn't count it as the worst on the album by a long shot, because mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot decent about that song. There's one bad section, whereas some, uh, there's a few of these songs that have a good section and a whole bunch of crap surrounding it. So, um, but Fortunes of War, uh, the intro, it's it's a little bit, um, well, it's a dark intro. But not too dark. It's got just enough kind of uh, little uh, upper up. I'm trying to think of the right word there. Um, that I want brightness. To, yeah, 
there's a little bit brighter about it too, which is really, it's perfect. Like, which is going to be a common theme on a few of these next songs. Um, lyrically, these lyrics are really interesting because you're talking about guys that, you know, coming back from a war, you know, that I think he says, uh, you know, he says after the war, uh, they've sent us onward and I can't help, but feel on my own. I'm, I feel like I'm out on my own, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and you got to imagine, I mean, I'm sure we've all known people. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know over here I've known tons of people that are vets and stuff. So I assume that y'all would probably know people like that, but America sticks their head into a lot of stuff. So we have a lot of guys going and doing things. So, Maybe more so than they should, I think. But um, either way, uh, it's a very important topic, and it seems very well written. It's like it seems like it could really be that point of view. Like like they probably would have talked to people, I would think, right? Like actual veterans and just kind of whatever. Yeah, maybe. But I, I like this song a lot. You know, the song when it, it about a minute and forty five in, it kicks up a notch, and there's one thing I noticed about this album is. The bass playing is very prominent. You can notice it really well. It's it's darker than like say peace of mind like we talked about last week, but um, man, it sounds amazing. I think the bass sounds yeah. really really good. Um, and there's a lot of really good lead work going on through this song too. Um, I see about the four minute mark. There's a good section uh, going. Uh, uh, it's almost the four minute mark. Um, but I, there's another bit in this song. The the let's see. You know when the music kind of speeds up and he starts singing the chorus kind of fast, yep. and uh, but there's that there's a really cool uh, section there of, of lead lines going on, and I really really like that bit, um, and I like that they're kind of uh, playing ahead of Blaze. You know they're like and then he literally is singing. You know that whoa same the same melody as the guitars were playing. I really love it when Iron Maiden does that and. Uh, yeah, this song was a, uh, it, it didn't, it, it doesn't compare. So fortune's a war for me as well. I, uh, um, I'm sorry when I say this song doesn't compare, I meant to say, uh, fears, the key doesn't really compare. It's fears. The- I know. I think we all got what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I feel like, I feel like I'm kind of, uh, more aloof than usual tonight for some reason. I don't know why. Because I'm not under the influence of anything. Oh, alcohol. Right. Maybe you should be. <laughs> maybe I need a shot. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it'll maybe just I'll, loosen you up. Maybe let me. Uh, here, let me. Oh, I'll, Jesus is gonna do it. I'll, Are you gonna reach? Reach have three, that have three. I reached down, Matthew. I gonna. I'm surprised uh, there's any left. The way you've been smashing it the last few weeks. Smashing been, it. Been hit, hitting it pretty hard. Hitting, yeah. I've been hitting the bottle. <laughs> hitting the bottle. Um. Here, let's see if I can pour it close to the microphone and anyone can hear it. Have a drink on me. I'm going to have a drink on you. So here we go. I feel like we're turning into Talking Maiden here. Or Tell us what, you, tell us what you're drinking this week. Um, Same thing he drinks every week. <laughs> I'm This week I'm having some Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. <laughs> and uh, it's either we're either turning into Talking Maiden or we're turning into... Um, the first version of uh, the uh, the Judas Priest podcast, right? Well, I'm having a glass of water, so no, we're not. Okay, so uh, I'm dinging. Oh, you can't, can't get enough of that. Cheers to uh, here we go. This, here's to uh, 
Here's to living our lives in fever. <laughs> uh, That's strong. Yes. That puts yeah. some hair on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, hopefully that'll straighten me out. Next up, we got... Um, what track? Is that on? a slur? Sounds like you got a slur now. <laughs> Next up, we have Childhood's, Childhood's <laughs> End from Fear of the Dark. Is look for the truth from the X Factor. Thank you, Kirsty.
I think about that is <laughs> oh i was gonna ask matthew first this time you were okay matthew what do you think of these two songs <sighs> i am uh, genuinely disappointed in this little uh, in this round because i hadn't looked ahead to see what was matching up against which <laughs> and because I, I really like both of these songs and i had all these points written out for to look for the truth i like the darkness and i do like the lyrics in um in this as well and i come to a bit of a conclusion listening to this album recently and i've said it before headspace is everything mm-hmm. uh with, with x factor and there's some lyrics where you know and i've talked about some of the, how dark some of these lyrics are before oh yes but you know things like life experiences and things that occur to you you, you can see things in a different way so the way I heard the lyrics being delivered, you know, 30 years ago is not the way that I hear them today. And just how bleak the situation that Steve must have been going through, you know, writing some of this stuff. Um, God, what did I put here? So, I don't know. The music, one of the things I did notice as well is how disjointed that the music in this feels. But then to me, it also matched the lyrics. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, but. On the flip side of that, Childhood's End, I think that's probably my favorite track off of Fear of the Dark. And I love Bruce's delivery in that, in all parts. And it's funny, because I was just reading through the lyrics here a second ago, and it made me think of a Proclaimers song, I'd walk a hundred miles, you know, blah, blah. <laughs> but I do, I like I like his voice in this, and I think this is just a perfect little three, is it three and a half minutes or something like that? This has got a great solo in this as well. But the drums in this, Nico's drumming is really interesting in Childhood's End as well, and it's just an unusual sounding song. But and I'm really, I really am torn between both of these, and I would to pick one, I would go with Childhood's End just because I'd like that. I don't know, probably longer 
But that's the only way I can split these two because I I love both of these tracks. Hmm. So I'm going to child child. It's like Sophie's Choice. Which kid do you like the most? And I'm I like Childhood's End more. I guess I don't know. I'm going to pick Childhood's End. I can't believe that anyone would have voted as a, a NAF track on this. Hmm. Kirsty. Okay, so Childhood's End. That's that's got a nice intro into a really cool riff. I kind of miss Bruce's really powerful singing on this album, but he's snarly, which fits the lyrics really well, and the chorus is very effective. And there's a like a really good, like Matt's saying, it's got an unusual rhythm under under it. Um. And the midsection is great. It's got nice guitar in it. It's, it's a good song. And look for the truth. Another good song. So, you know, like, like Matt, I struggled a bit on this round. Like the last song, it's got a nice, calm intro, Blaze singing gently. I think that bit when he sings, Here is the dream that makes monsters of men, is really mm-hmm. powerful. Mm-hmm. It bursts into a mid tempo song with depressing lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of hard to know which bits are chorus, and there's lots of woes. I think they might be it. Um, the instrumental section is really cool. There's a like a folky riff and a quick bit of dual guitars, as well as good solos. Um, I like them both, um, but I also decided to give this one to Childhood's End. I was just thinking, we can't do a draw, can we? We can't have a tie. No, we can't have a draw because there's three uh, of us. Okay. Too bad Dino's not here. I know Dino had backed me up. He's a good man, old Dino. He'd do that. Yeah, not if he heard the <laughs> waffles, though. <laughs> okay, so uh, we got Look for the Truth up against Childhood's End. And I'll admit, it's difficult for me on this because while I am somewhat familiar with all of the songs from The X Factor, some more than others, uh, I'm a lot more, I'm very familiar with, you know, I was, I was still in the throes of Iron Maiden fandom whenever Fear of the Dark came out. I was still buying stuff at con- their concerts and still seeing them in concert, you know, and I guess it was so far, it was, you know, what, three and a half years later when they finally put out uh, The X Factor and, you know, being in a different place in life, really, just during that, you know, phase. So it's made it a little difficult, but I really, really love <laughs> the nice, dark intro. I wrote with a hint of optimism. Like it's 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 dark, but there's just a little thread of some light in there. Uh and but like Kirsty mentioned, the line, here comes the here comes the nightmare that never or no, you said he says here comes here the, the nightmare dream that, that never makes ends. Monsters of men, here comes the dream that makes monsters of men, yeah. And I always love the O's, you know. I know Wayne isn't as mm. big a fan of the O's. Um, even though anytime he adds stuff, that's what he, he tends to add. But um, it's I like this song a lot. And there's some good dual lead stuff in it. Uh, I think Steve's bass sounds really good in it. Um, I think because uh, I'm already outvoted. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I'm in a note. I'm in a no-win situation here, two to two to one. Uh, I can't put in a call for anybody because uh, if I was going to put, a in, if I was going to phone a friend, it would be one of you, and y'all were both already on the line. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to vote with you guys. Uh, let me say about childhoods, and um, it's different. 
like the chorus of that song is different than literally any. I can't think of another chorus they've ever done that's like because uh, wouldn't you say that the chorus is the no hope, no yeah. life? You know what? Mm-hmm. Yes. No. It's it's very it's it's interesting. It's uh, I, I like it. I don't I don't know how I'm trying to think of a good a good way to to say that, but more than to it. But the lyrics are you know interesting, and uh, there's that one really excellent dual lead line in it where where you know it's kind of like where it's i think it stops after the chorus it's like and it's like and it's just a great a great dual lead line that goes for a bit and then you know then i think dave comes screaming in with a solo or something and uh it's a good song so uh i'll go with uh childhood's end as well so where are we at with the voting currently kirsty um we have the X Factor has three votes and Fear of the Dark has two. So it's pretty close now. Could go either way. Yeah, this is this is a close one. This, this is closer than I expected. I was expecting it to be five to nothing by now. But uh, oh, you, like it's never said, like that, is it? It's, it's the never way, like they, we... way they line up. Right, exactly. So track six from the X Factor is the Aftermath. Track six from Fear of the Dark is Wasting Love.
Kirsty, how do you feel about these two songs up against each other? Yeah, um, Wasting Love. Like, it's kind of acoustic. This was really unusual at the time. And I guess it's the Annex influence. The theme and the style sounded a little bit like something of Bruce's solo works. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something I would normally listen to, probably, but the band absolutely nail it. And it's a great showcase for Bruce's voice. And I do like the chorus a lot. Um, the Aftermath is another chugging down a song about war. Mm-hmm. But a good one. I like the verses a lot here. It's like um, it's a bit like Passchendaele in the lyrics with the mention of blood and rain and barbed wire. Mm-hmm. It's really nice on this one how it switches in between heavy and acoustic sections. I like when he sings, should we be fighting at all? Mm-hmm. And the... Uh, after the war, what does the so- soldier become section I really like. The nice instrumental section. It's dark and it's heavy and it's interesting. And I feel like um, Fortunes of the War, Look for the Truth and the Aftermath all have similar sub-structures and themes. Yes. And they're all good songs, but three in a row is a bit much and they kind of seem to blend into each other. So I can see it might be a bit hard for you, Steve. And it's not technically an X Factor review that we're doing. But sure, um, sure. anyway... It would be easy to give this to Wasting Love because of Bruce's awesome performance, but I prefer the song, The Aftermath. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, Matthew? That that took me by surprise. I didn't see that coming, that you would pick that. Mm. Uh, For me, I don't know. Wasting Love is not a bad song, per se. It's not. But I felt like Maiden were chasing this is the only time I've ever felt where they're chasing something like the power ballads back at the time. I was like, if they're trying to do a power ballad here, it mm. doesn't work. That's just how I felt. Cause that, you know, early nineties and that lots of bands were doing that getting their promotional play. If you take Bruce out of the equation, I do like the music, um, the vocals. Yeah. He does a good job and all, it just doesn't gel for me. I don't know. The song's not bad but I'm never going to go and listen to it. I'm not going to seek it out. Now, the flip side of that, on X Factor, so Aftermath, this is something that I do enjoy. It, it's a plotter. You know, it goes along at its own pace. But the pace of this and the subject matter, I always thought about because it, it's made in paint pictures with their lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, the muddy conditions of the war is kind of what I took away from this for a start. I can see 
I can see what vision that they're painting. Uh, you know, and after the wars one, you know, now what? Yeah, should we be fighting at all and all this sort of thing? So it's interesting. I prefer the the serious subject matter rather than, you know, someone's out promiscuously doing this, that, and the other. But I also like the guitar melodies in this a lot as well. So if I was just to take all the lyrics and all the vocal aside, I would still go with Aftermath. And that's where it's going to finish for me. I'm just going to go with that. I think Blaze does a good job in this. And I don't know. I think he just beats Bruce on this one. And I, but it wouldn't surprise me if you were to say, if you went up to Maiden fans and said, what song do you like more out of these two? I'm sure that nine out of 10 would just say Bruce because it's Bruce. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to that. So is is a plot is a plotter like a direct relation to a stomper? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a distant cousin, <laughs> like three or four times removed. <laughs> okay, so yeah, um, I've always liked wasting love. I, I, you know, I think I'm a sucker for dual lead line. You know, things that Maiden is is notorious for and starting the song like that you know immediately with that dual lead line and then it's very reminiscent of um when that when the acoustic guitar comes in it's very certain amount of reminiscent to son of a gun to me off of uh, tattooed millionaire yeah uh it's a good song you know bruce uh you know kind of I, I really, I really like the way he sounds when he sings. You know, maybe one day I'll be an honest man, and 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 those verses are good. And the, the spend your days full of emptiness, the the way he kind of wails there is good, and and all the dual lead lines that are going through there are really good. I, I think it's a, it's a good song. It, it's kind of the bad part of it is when you kind of step back and you realize that oh, Iron Maiden's trying to make kind of a power ballad here. <laughs> And it's almost like if ACDC had tried to do that, you'd be like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. But ACDC uh, didn't ever get down to, they didn't sink down to that. And so that's, that's a disappointing, that's disappointing to find out that Iron Maiden made a power ballad. Although I, like I said, I like it. I wouldn't skip it. If I was listening to that album, uh, I do remember the video. If I recall, mm-hmm. it was a guy that had just basically kind of, it looked, names. Yeah, like he had kind of slept around. Was he a millionaire? I don't know. But um, he. Well, tattoos aren't cheap. That's true. Uh, his body was probably worth a million. But he had like I think you know for every every girlfriend he had, let's say he had a tattoo, and it was just kind of like you know, and that's what I think Bruce was singing about: spend your days full of emptiness, and your years are full of loneliness. You know, wasting love in a desperate caress. You know, it, it's 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 we all know what it is and what it's about, and. And it was it, the lyrically, it, it was telling. It was a power ballad telling the exact opposite story, probably of most power ballads. <laughs> yeah. You know, sure, and yeah. making a making a making probably a, a good statement. To be honest with you, but um, hearing um, the aftermath, uh, yeah, it, the intro is very similar to the last uh, two songs before it, and I love it. I love the intros. These intros remind me of modern, you know, more modern day Maiden. Just, just because they've got some dark things, and they, but, but just the intros are good. Like they're these really strong, strong intros. Um, you know, I, just the music sludgy. I wrote sludgy. I didn't say a plotter, but uh, it's a uh, plodgy. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, th- these lyrics, I, I have to read a couple of lyrics real quick. Cause I, I thought this is, you know, once a plowman hitched his team here, he sowed his little dream bodies, arms and legs are strewn where mustard gas and barbed wire bloom. Um, but I thought one of the lines in here, he was a comrade is a, he says, uh, comrades dead or dying lie. I'm left alone asking why, you know, and he keeps saying, you know, who, who's, the, who's to take the blame here? Should we be fighting at all? Mm-hmm. You know, um, after a war, what does the soldier become? Which I think there's another song on, you know, that we just went through, uh, two songs up, yeah. right? Fortunes of war. Yeah. Fortunes of war is almost like, it almost makes it like they were kind of in, in tandem together, but, um, there's a, there's a line in here that I read just, uh, I pulled the lyrics up and I was reading, um, uh, oh, I think he said the, the soldier dying and he was left alone wondering why he says, he said, comrades dead or dying lie. I'm left alone wondering why it kind of brings me to a little bit. Obviously it sounds a lot like uh, Passchendaele, you know, with the conditions yes. and, uh, and that line there kind of reminds me of the trooper, you know, cause, uh, you know, as I lay forgotten and alone, you know? And, yep. But, um, yeah, this is, uh, as slow and plotting as this song does appear to be. Um, I really liked it. Like it never felt like it was, you know, too much. And, and like I said, the lyrics are really strong and, and graphic, but yeah, I definitely went with the aftermath on this one as well. So. I think we is that a three that was three for the aftermath? yes that's three for the aftermath clean sweep clean sweep okay yep so- sorry rocker <laughs> <laughs> so track number seven is the fugitive from fear of the dark And 
Judgment of Heaven from um, The X Factor. And something to tell y'all that my daughter said about this particular song after we get done with this okay so kirsty what do you think here well i think the uh, the fugitive has some interesting dynamics uh, it's got a cool intro switching between heavy and soft and it goes into a soft verse followed by a heavier chorus um heavier verse so that's cool the chorus is fine it's sung well with backing vocals there's nice musical interlude, interesting solos. It's a pretty good song. And Judgment of Heaven, that starts nicely. I like the song. I like the lyrics. Um, it also starts quietly and gets progressively heavier. I like the uh, musical interlude. It's a pretty good song. Um, but I think the solos are better on The Fugitive. And I don't think this is Blaze's best performance. I think he goes a little bit flat sometimes. Um, and also, I had to play these two quite a few times because, to me, they, it was a close one. But I'm giving it to The Fugitive from Fear of the Dark. Okay, The Fugitive. Matthew, how does that make you feel? No, don't tell me. Tell me what you think. What do I think of Kirsty's comment? No, oh, tell, me, tell me what you think about these songs. So, this is interesting for me. Um because I remember going to the city on a Friday afternoon and they were, this was before the album was released. It was going to be released on the Monday, but you could listen to it 
So I remember I was like, oh, I want to hear just a little bit. I was excited to hear it. And it was the fugitive. It was the intro. I was like, oh, this sounds really cool, really different. And, I, you know, the whole cold October morning. And I didn't let it get into the main part of the song. I just listened for a little bit, turned it off. So I fully expected to really love that song. And it probably was the case that I liked it for a little while. But not anymore. Uh, I don't like the chorus. Just this song does nothing for me. Like much of this album, you know, it has some good points, some bad points. You know, it's following the movie as well. Um, did nothing. But on the other hand, Judgment of Heaven. So this is not a real top track either. I think it's okay, but it's patchy. I don't really care for Blaze's verse as much in this, but I do like the chorus. It's not a really strong chorus by any stretch, but I think it works within the context of the song. But there are some really good guitar melodies in this. And like Kirsty was saying, you know, some of Blaze's vocals are kind of flat, you know, apart from the chorus. But then I don't know if that's necessarily a weakness either, because it does give some contrast or, or texture to the track. But between the two of these, I would probably go with Judgment of Heaven on this. I don't, I would never listen to Fugitive again by choice, whereas I, I don't mind Judgment of Heaven. So, yeah, Blaze gets it for me on this one. Okay. Interesting. So that means I have to choose, huh? Yeah. Okay. So and I'll be happy either way because I was on the fence. Okay. Okay. So the Fugitive, uh, it starts off really cool, like Matt said, you know, that with all the drums and everything. And then, and then I think when the music kicks in a tiny bit there, I don't really care for it too much. But, you know, the way Bruce sings, you know, that on a cold October morning is frosty on the ground and all that. It sounds good. Atmospheric. Yeah. 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 Um, obviously, these are like what we said about man on the edge a little bit. These are, it's just like you're watching an episode or watching the movie, The Fugitive. You know, it's just, you know, it's not very creative lyrically. Um, I, I really don't like the chorus. You know, that I am a fugitive being hunted down like game, but I got to clear my name. It just, I don't know. It just seems lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of cheesy. Just not too good. I mean, I don't hate this song. I mean, if like I said, if I was ranking the, what we think are the lesser songs on the album. I think this would be in there, but if you were cutting, you know, certain songs from the album, I mean, this might still could make the cut depending on how many you were cutting, you know? So, uh, which doesn't say a lot, uh, doesn't say a lot for it. Um, mm. Judgment of heaven. Um, it, it had a more upbeat intro, you know, with just the bass. And uh, I didn't love it as much as the, three or four dark, the three dark intros that we got in a row. I was really digging that. I could have had every intro on the album be like that. Um, but um, the lyrics in this song are very, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a saying out there. I, I want to say it's from the Catholic church is where it comes from. And I think from the Catholic church, it kind of spread its way out into all realms of, uh, that that because this the song is basically saying i think what this the message in this song is is well if i commit suicide what's going to happen to me you know because he talks about suicide right 
and he and he <laughs> says, uh, "What was the what was the lyric uh, that there was a particular lyric?" Uh, he, he, I mean, he says that he. Um, where is he? Well, okay. So there's there's this. I think and this is the idea behind the song. I'm sorry, because I'm sure that what is the Church of England in uh, uh, what what is there? Are they, they kind of close to Catholicism, right? It's very close. Yeah. Okay. So because I think the way they yeah okay yeah so but Catholicism that they're teaching is that if if someone was to commit suicide, I believe I I could be wrong about this because I'm not Catholic, but I believe they say that if someone commits suicide, they'll go to hell. Right. Mm-hmm. And I believe that this song, that these lyrics are strongly influenced by that thought process. And, or at least I think that there's something there. I, I, I can't, I don't have a ton of proof, obviously, but, um, yeah. But I think that the lyrics in this song are really, I think important. the lyrics are much better on Judgment of Heaven, of course. Yeah, they're really important. And, and I was listening to the mm-hmm. song and I can remember hearing this in the past. And I just remember thinking, I don't like this song, I don't like it. But I've listened, you know, the times I've been, I've been listening to it now uh, since we knew we were going to do this. And the last time I listened to this was today in the car with my daughter. And I had played, for her, I had played, uh, let's see. Because I, I, I picked up the album more so. Everyone knows the first three songs. So I just was like, let me go and listen to the songs that are, you know, that I know, but I don't know nearly as well. So I started with Fortunes of War. And I got, at, we, at that time, we were on uh, Judgment of Heaven. And we were sitting there and we were just about to get out of the car and the song ended and Serge goes, I really like this song. It's the best one that you've played so far. She, yeah, okay. She really likes Blaze. I, I, she really had, there's something about Blaze that she really likes. Um, but I remember as I was listening to it with her and I remember just thinking, I'm really digging this, man. I'm really liking th- this. It's just, it's, you know, it's sometimes you hear something once and you, you, you either like it a lot when you first hear it or you hate it. You can you can have those quick reactions to it, and I think I've I've generally had that quick reaction to this song is that I just don't like it very much, but when I listened today, I was just like, man, this chorus is awesome, <laughs> and I used to think mm-hmm. I hated the chorus, but I was like, it's so strong, and um, and then there's a bit where there's the lead guitars are playing, and Blaze is gonna sing that line all of my life now I have believed, but like a couple of times before he sings it. The guitars are doing that, and then there's the, and they also do that other bit too, and they they play that, and then he sings the whoa, and I'm like, I love when Maiden does that stuff. I think it's brilliant. So this is a not this wasn't the easiest vote, but um, well, yeah, it was pretty. It was a little easier than I'm saying, I guess. Judgment of Heaven is where I'm going though. I I like that. I like this one better than I like the Fugitive. So so. That leads us to track number eight. You know why I'm confused? I figured it out, Kirsty, is because normally I have both of the songs written on the same line so I can read them together. So I've got two separate parts here that I'm having to scroll back yeah. and forth to because I'm like, okay, wait, which one? Is this the one we yeah. where the numbers change? Because you wanted to surprise yourself and now you're going to struggle. And now I'm paying for it, yeah. Yeah. Either that or the whiskey straightened me out. I'm not sure. So uh, mm-hmm. track number eight. Uh, yeah, because number nine is the first one. Is the that number nine was where uh, we took the apparition. Out. Okay, so track eight yeah. is "Blood on the World's Hands" from the X Factor.
track number eight. Ooh, Matthew, this is going to be a tough one. Track number eight is Chains of Misery on uh, Fear of the Dark. solid tracks from fear of the dark is next. So, uh, Kirsty, how do you feel about this? Tell us. Oh, I've always hated chains of misery for the uh, gang vocals in the chorus. So <laughs> this should have been quite straightforward, uh-huh. but Uh-oh. I've come around to it recently. Oh. I've really, I've realized the rest of the song is actually really good. Um, I love the verses and the riffs and the mm. solos are beautiful, mm. but the gang vocals are there. Plus, Bruce does some improv again. But he does sound awesome on the last note, though. Okay, so Blood on the World's Hand. Um, I like the bass intro. I think it sets the mood. This song is so heavy. It's got great riffs and a really interesting rhythm. Mm -hmm. Uh, The riff under the chorus is just one of their best ever to me. The blaze sounds really angry about what's going on. Um, This one was about the war in Bosnia. Okay. In the musical interlude, the keys work really well. I love the time changes and the solos, especially the second solo. It seems to scream at the end. I literally cannot get enough of this song. I will regularly just put this on and then hit repeat. This could have beaten plenty of songs, but it's up against chains. So obviously I'm going to go for Blood on the World's Hands. Wow. Okay. Okay. Matthew? Was that a surprising wow that you just let go? Well, when she started off and she said, but I've come around, I was like, oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I've come yeah, around that much. <laughs> that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Matt, I won't, say, I won't say what Matt's probably thinking, but I know what he's probably thinking. We're all thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> that which is understood. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, so, you know, these are two interesting songs. And like Blood on the World's Hands, I like it sometimes, and other times I just think, yeah. But listening to it, it is good, and I like that dun, 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 that that riff underneath. Yeah, it's heavy, and it just sounds cool. And the last couple of times I've listened to this, I was like, yeah, I really like this. I'm on, it's it's all about headspace for me. And you know, if I'm having a if I'm in a foul mood, I'm probably going to enjoy songs like this a whole lot more, or this album more. If I'm in a upbeat sort of mood, I'm probably going to enjoy a track like um, Chains of Misery more. But um, Chains of Misery, mm, it's an interesting track. So this is one, yeah, I do like this, Chains of Misery. And 
two totally different subject matters. Like, I don't take much out of the lyrics to this, but I do like Bruce's delivery in it. So I think that there's a real swing in the way he, he delivers the vocals, which I like. And Dave's oh, Dave's solo in this is awesome, but then it's a Dickinson Murray pen track. And whenever Dave writes something, I tend to like it, and that's what's happened here again. I don't mind the gang vocals, and if I recall, I think Pterodactyl Mark even did the chorus of this one. It's over at Wayne's podcast, <laughs> and I shouldn't pick what I'm going to pick because one's a bit of a, I'm not going to say it's a throwaway, but it's certainly not as serious as the subject matter as the other one. It's another, it's a tough choice, but I'm going to give Oh, I can't believe I'm going to say it. I'm going to give it the Chains of Misery. Mic drop. Good Lord. <laughs> Had to be done. Okay. So. Is it? Hey, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yes, Stop it. You don't, can hear you. Stop muting me now. <laughs> so, uh, Chains of Misery for me. Um, Kirsty, uh, you said you liked the verses. I hate the way he sings those verses. You know that there's a madman in the corner of you. I hate, I don't. I just think that's stupid. I love that. I don't like that at all. Now, when he comes in and he finally starts singing right, when he says, you know, he's seen what love is. He wants to pay you back with guilt, and he sings. He lies to you. He won't let you be. He's mm-hmm. got your up until that. It's, it's it's not bad. The at least from the ending from that pre-chorus to the chorus, but once the whole gang comes in. And you know which gang I'm talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what gang that is, to be honest. I mean, these, these aren't gang vocals. Like, probably not some Bruce's. Don't know. No, I think if they were Bruce, I think if they were Bruce, it would sound a, real, a lot better. Mm. Well, if it's, I will say, if it is a lot of Bruce, eesh, that's not good. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like the, I just don't like the, maybe the verse, maybe the melodies are okay in the verses, but I don't like the way they're delivered. I don't like his vocal note choice or tone or whatever you want to call it. Whatever it is, I just don't like it. Um, and that chorus, that whole screaming, Chains of Misery! Pterodactyl Mark? Yeah, exactly. I thought, I when, thought he was here. When, when, you, when, you're, <laughs> when you hear an Iron Maiden chorus and, and you think that t- Pterodactyl Mark actually improves the chorus. I didn't say he improved it. I think he was made. Yeah, a lot of people think he does, so... Yeah, so what does that tell you, Mark? So, Mark, Matt, uh, ter- ter- <laughs> yeah, maybe Pterodactyl Matt is what we ought to say. Pterodactyl Matt. <laughs> um, Blood on the World's Hands. I, this song's weird to me because I really, really, really do not like the self-serving, I don't know, minute, minute and a half of the bass intro thing he does. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me a lot of the red and the black intro. How he just goes on and on. And it's like, what the hell's the point of this? So there's no purpose to and this it, song. And, it, and it's really not that good. I mean, I've heard some cool bass solos, and that is not, it's just not cool. There might be a tiny bit right at the end of it where it kind of leads into something, but most of it is just like, I'm just like, I wish you could cut it. Cause right where it kicks in, it's good. Um, out, okay, so take that away. Um, I just like, I, you know, that where he comes in with a, sometimes it makes me wonder and he starts singing those lyrics and those lyrics are insane. Just, I mean, there's so much war on this album. And, um, I think that the line blood on the world's hands is very, 
um, interesting uh, how he says, um, there's a part that I heard, uh, noticed earlier that I was going to mention. Um, I, I, I don't know, but just, the, I just, when he was, when I was, I was really paying attention to the lyrics and when he started saying blood, it's, you know, it's the, it's blood on the world's hands. It's, it's, and I thought that's, you know, cause how someone will say, Hey, you know, I'm washing my hands of this, you know, their blood's on your hands. If something happens now. And it's like, but saying it, you're just saying that the blood is on the hands of the world now. Like that's just, that's a really, um, deep statement. It, it's hard to grasp in a way, but, um, yeah, I think the, the way blaze delivers the, the vocals here, um, what they're singing about, obviously I didn't know it was about Bosnia, but, um, one day, another killing somewhere. There's someone starving another, a savage raping. Meanwhile, there's someone laughing at us. It's out of control. Blood on the world's hands. Each day it goes on. I, and that's just, it's, it's a very heavy lyric. You know, when you really think about like what they just discussed and it's like the worst things you imagine are happening out there in the world every single day. Every single day, whether it's in Bosnia or the United States, you know, probably somewhere in my city, you know, probably somewhere in, you know, everywhere. It's just, but it's, it's, it's weird to think about it. And uh, all that said, um, the last thing I wanted to say about this song is there's a, you know, that part in the, in the song where he goes, where he sings, he goes, blood on the world's hands and the guitar is doing it with him. Yeah. Oh, that is just brilliant it's so great yes it is so i love that so much when i think about that song that's the first thing i think of is that part and anytime i hear someone say they don't really like it i'm thinking have you heard that part right there that's amazing it's amazing and i will add this i've heard a lot of people say well when blaze sings he's real flat and this and that and I sometimes sometimes I don't know that I notice it most that someone's got to be really messed up. It's got to be really off for me to notice it, I guess. But I'm like, do I enjoy the song or do I not? Does it take if something if it takes away from your enjoyment where it ruins it or you hear someone do something really bad vocally? Yeah. So it took away for it for me on judgment of having a bit. But um, that's the only time I think, really. Okay, okay, But yeah, this is easily uh, blood on the world's hands for me. So, uh, yes. Matt, so it should be. Oh, God, um, I'll tell you I, what, me and Terry I'm very happy about that. Matt, go get over after, it. <laughs> after you, after you bl- voted for Chains of Misery, I'm washing my hands of that blood. That's uh, on your hands for that. It was a tough choice. It's just that I've liked. Well, it shouldn't have been a tough right. choice, though. It's oh, all right. But okay. It's, it's, it's okay. We're talking about Matt here, you know? <laughs> it's, it's Matt. Yeah, coming, yeah. coming from you who's shooting fireballs like there's no tomorrow. Oh no! This is you know what this is, Kirsty. This is uh this is Dino Junior. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. With that, I'm not going to die on the hill for for chains of misery. <laughs> yeah, sure. I do enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey let's see here. It reminds me of a lyric uh, that that you know what Matt just said about voting for. There's a. And there's people that'll stand by me too. I'm sure. I know that there's people that do like oh, this track as well. Well, you know oh, what? Yeah. A lot of people would say they like it just because it's Blaze, though. A lot of the, a lot of it's biased. So I yeah. like it more than I used to like it. So there's that, isn't there, Matt? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. There's a madman okay. on the phone with me and curse, and he is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of nothing else. I was trying to figure out a way to say it right. Okay, so uh, that would be track number eight. So track number nine mm. from 
the X factor is Edge of Darkness. Track number nine is uh, from Fear of the Dark is Judas Be My Guide, since the apparition was voted off the island, as you would say, Matthew.
So, Kirsty, uh, The Edge of Doc- Darkness versus Judas Be My Guide. Okay, Judas Be My Guide is an awesome rocker or stomper. Stop. It's got fabulous Dave Murray licks over the intro and the last chorus. Uh, the contrast of the raspy, angry verses and the melodic harmonies in the chorus is just great. It's such a bright, energetic, catchy song. It's not just like one you'd passively listen to. You'd be singing and dancing if this came on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's far my favourite song on Fear of the Dark. So we'll have to see how good The Edge of Darkness is, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it is a really great song. Um, another quiet intro and outro. Another song about war. Really great lyrics. And a riff so good that they're going to use it again in the future. There's a gallop in the verses. There's dual guitar harmonies. It's absolutely fabulous. There's one shouty bit that Blaze does that isn't the best to me. But not much is going to beat Judas. So Judas be my guide for me. Is the part you're talking about when he goes, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Wait, what's the, what's the riff that it, uh, where, where does this riff show up again? I'm not. Uh, not... The time machine, I'd say. I uh, think other places. Uh, okay. Okay. Matthew, do you agree? Matthew. Hello. He's there. I was thinking. Okay. I I can't say. I don't know that I could base much of an opinion on that. Okay, okay. You can hold on to that. You can hold on to that. Maybe maybe you'll hear it one day. We'll see. Uh, So what's your thoughts here, Matthew, on... um, the Edge of Darkness and Judas Be My Guide. So Edge of Darkness, is this the Apocalypse Now movie? That this was Yes. It is that okay. So this I think is it's called Heart of Darkness. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So again, it's like it just lyrically it just follows the movie. I remember that. I just couldn't remember what it was called. So this is one I used to really, really like this when it first came out. Um but now, I don't know if I just don't care for it as much. I do like some of the music, but the lyrics just don't do much for me. The melodies in it are all still pretty good. And Blaze, you know, he does a good job on it. The solos and the harmonies in this, you know, I do enjoy those a lot. Um, but I don't know. I think it's a passable song. There's some good music in it. But for this being up against Judas Be My Guide... So who penned this? Uh, the Edge of Darkness or Judas Be My Guide? Judas Be My Guide. Uh, it's Dave. Dave Murray. Exactly. Dave. Enough said. Yeah. As you know. <laughs> yeah. I, Dave Murray's involved. Can't go wrong. Um, I love, I just love Bruce's performance in this. Just that lights out. You know, he's just spitting lyrics out. I love it. Dave's solo in this. I don't know. This is one of my favorite tracks on Fear of the Dark. This is a point to be excited on on this album, like genuine excitement. Um, to me, this is a high, high on the album and it's up against, uh, I want to say mediocre, but I don't know, like a mid-level kind of song off X Factor. So this for me is Judas Be My Guide all day long. So Judas Be My Guide is my favorite song on Fear of the Dark and the Edge of Darkness, like you, I don't know what the movie y'all were just talking about was, but yeah, looking through the lyrics, and it is, it's like you're reading a script. Man on the Edge, again. It, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and 
I mean, it's this almost seems like he's like, I mean, just like the colonel's gone and his methods are unsound. You'll take a PBR up river, track him down. There's a, you know, it's like, uh, where's another part I thought was, uh, you know, for a week I've been waiting. I'm still only in Saigon. The wall's moving a little closer. Uh, while in the jungle, they uh, every minute I get weaker. While in the jungle, jungle they grow strong. What I wanted was a mission. You know, they brought it up just like room service because everyone. Yeah. Gets See, I just, thought that was a really good lyric. Oh, I don't like that. Because yeah. I was like, oh, it's got really good lyrics, but then you were telling me, and I thought, oh, maybe it wasn't. I didn't really <laughs> read them properly. Um, I, but yeah, I really liked that they they brought it up just like room service. I know, Captain, that you've done that work before. We've got a problem. You can help <laughs> us, I'm sure. The colonel's gone rogue, and his methods are unsound. I mean, it just like it, it literally sounds. Actually, it just sounds like dialogue. Some of it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, yeah, this is the intro. I like the intro. You know, you, you hear you hear like the helicopter going over, and then there's like a nice dark intro again to it. Um, I feel like Blaze's voice is perfect though for this style mm-hmm. of dark maiden. It really fits well. Um, but you know, it's it's it's. Mm. I have notes, but I like I said, I'm thinking in my mind. It's going up against Judas Be My Guide, and that's my favorite song on the album. And that's it's a real upbeat song. It's quick. It's got a great chorus. The verses sound awesome. Every the intro, the Dave Murray intro is awesome. I'm not going to waste any time, uh, I guess, on this one here. So I'm just going to say it's Judas Be My Guide. So, so uh, excellent. That brings it closer. That brings it closer. Let's see if uh. We're we're getting close to the end here. When we get to the end, I'm gonna have Kersey read the results and see if uh, Fear of the Dark was able to edge this out. So, um, the tenth track on the X Factor is 2 a.m. Tenth track on Fear of the Dark is it's a friend of ours in a way, the Weekend Warrior, <laughs> not the Weekend Warrior yeah. himself, but Weekend. Hi, Warrior. Weekend Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Andrew. Good day. 
Blimey. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Kirsty, how do you feel on this? Oh, oh, the weekend warrior. That acoustic intro screams tattooed millionaire. Oh, other uh, question, quick um, question. How many votes did yeah, yeah. how many votes did Weekend Warrior get? Because I think it was was this one of the closer ones again? Oh, it was one short of the apparition. Wow. So twenty people said it was the worst, twenty one people said the apparition. Oh, we should do that's another. When, that's do when it was more. whoever said something first. Okay, yeah. Okay, so okay. Sorry, a lot, a lot of people put both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're they're usually a tandem. Yeah. It's like Batman and Robin. So, I think good on them for trying something different. I guess. I've always liked the subject matter, um, but Bruce's overly raspy delivery is unpleasant to listen to, and I don't think it would have been great if he'd sung it differently. Mm-hmm. However, there's a really nice moment in the middle. There's some really good guitar harmonies. Mm-hmm. And Yannick's solo is berserk, just like a punch mm-hmm. up at the football. Um, the line, it's only a game, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Reminds me of the apparition. It sounds just as clunky. So overall, yeah, I'm not a big fan of this song. I think with 2am, I think it's cool that it's up against uh, a song with an acoustic opening as well. But... With 2am, it's a much nicer start, though. The the guitar sounds really gentle and sad. Uh, I love this song. Blaze sings this one so well. And the loneliness of the person comes across. They're really touching lyrics. I feel like different things stand out because of the way Blaze just puts um, his intonation. Really sings like this canvas chair, things like that. Mm-hmm. Really stick out. Um, I like the heavier chorus. I like the little guitar melody in the middle on either side of the solo. It's a really different song, but in a good way. Um, I am voting for 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Matthew, about you? Well, I'm not going to say anything bad. <laughs> okay, you probably laugh. I'm being serious. Um, I'm not going to say anything bad about Weekend Warrior because I've never had a problem with this song. Is it one of the strongest songs? Certainly not. What are you going to do on Monday? Does it get mocked? Yes. Have I mocked it? I don't know. Maybe I have. I don't recall. Hmm. But did uh, I've never had a problem. I like the music in it. I like Bruce's delivery. Um, I've never ever skipped it. When I, I remember listening to this a lot back in the day. I can remember when I got the album, like sitting in my room listening to this. So it stands out. I never had an issue. Now, 2 a.m., on the other hand, this is, this could be my favorite track, even more so than Sign of the Cross. Okay. So. This is just oh. the lyrics in this. Um, they resonate. It's oh, it's just funny how how you change your appreciation for things changes. I would never have read as deeply into the lyrics thirty years ago, whatever this, you know, twenty eight years ago, whatever it was, as what I do now. You know, life's pathetic. You're just looking around. It's just me here. I'm on my own. Um, I see things in a, a totally different way, and it was a a hard track to read through the lyrics to now understanding where he's come from when sure. he did this. But I think that the music in this, it's funny. The music is so nice, but the, the lyrics are almost borderline tragic. 
and that's just kind of what it eats at you or eats at me. And so it has such an, uh, an emotional connection that I would go with this all day long. I think that's a, it's a great song. Yeah, I'll take 2am. And Blaze does a really, really good job on it. So I guess what you're saying is the rebel of today is tomorrow's fool. And look at it. Look at it now. Life's <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> yeah. It's just bleak. Yeah, there's no happy ending for this. It's just a, whoa, it's just, just a really deep sort of song, I think. Yeah. Well, Weekend Warrior, obviously, it's one of those songs that, you know, I might have thought it was okay when I was, well, it was eight, I was 20, 21 years old. I'm, and I just kind of, you know, you hear a new album by a band when you're young, and, you know, maybe we're not all Ron Kramer, and we don't all, you know, <laughs> think. You know, Ron, he'd tell me how he think about stuff and how he heard something, and bam, he just had those thoughts immediately. Whereas me, I was just this kind of aloof guy, and it never really – I didn't think two ways about it. I was like, okay, it's its Iron Maiden, cool. And that was kind of it for me. Um, but, you know, hindsight and, you know, few years under my belt with it, it's its a crap song. I mean, it's mm-hmm. – I, I will say I have a greater, a much greater appreciation of the lyrics to the song now because Andrew did that amazing uh, somewhere back in time on it. And I love yeah, what that's, he did with I that. I think that's my favorite somewhere back in time as well. Yeah. It's really, really good. And you, I wouldn't have even thought I'd want to listen to the history of soccer like that, but mm. it's cracking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was stomping is what I would say. It was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a banger. It was a stomper. It, <laughs> it was, uh, it was, um, Oh shoot. What's that other word? Uh, uh, what was the other? What was the new word? Kirsty pop, Ga- uh, vibe. No, the other one. <laughs> Reach. No, Kirsty knows the other one. Uh, it was a bop. It was a bop. Really just, that's that's for music. You can't really use it for a oh, history lesson. No, Andrew's no. Andrew's teaching was a bop. You know, Andrew okay. is a bop. <laughs> no, but man, what he did with it, I really it made it brought it made me appreciate it a lot more, but. Whereas the alchemist, when he did that, it helped me appreciate the song a lot more, and I liked it a lot more because of that. It didn't really help me like the song much more, you know, if at mm. all. I just still think it's, you know, the the the, the chorus is stupid. You know, the whole "What you gonna do on Monday?" You know, "What you gonna do on Monday?" And if and if for a real throwback, Kirsty. What you gonna do, Andrew? <laughs> but yeah, this is just a crap song. So um, the other song, 2AM, recently, I can't remember when, but it was on one of these episodes where we were talking and I remember Matt talking about it and it really opened my eyes up to the song where he was talking about the guy, you know, just sitting there saying, you know, here, like, like, not like, not like singing it, but just saying it. Here I am again. Look at me again. You know, here I am on my own. You know, just, and it, it really kind of made me realize, man, these lyrics, there's a lot more to these lyrics than just, you know, just giving it a quick look. Uh, but, you know, like you said, the the lyrics are very bleak, you know, and, but he says, is this all there is for me? Which is, wow. You know, I'm sure we've all been there. It's uh, self-reflective. Yeah. And, and, and like this line is very, life seems so pathetic. Mm-hmm. I wish I could leave it all behind. I'm like, holy crap. 
There's that, depths of despair. Yeah, it really, and knowing, you know, where Steve was at with his, uh, you know, at least what we know is, you know, he was, you know, going through some marital problems and a divorce and things, and just so many things that happened with his band. Uh, he lost his singer, he lost his producer, you know, music had taken, you know, a different turn, and of course he's getting it through a divorce too, so. I admire his honesty to put all that down in those yeah. lyrics like that because oh, that's yeah. it's hard to you're just leaving yourself open like yeah. you're showing everyone you know this is where how I'm feeling that's what yeah. I find admirable yeah but it. it's not just Steve is it because no, like it's... imagine if Bruce was singing that mm-hmm. it would be it would sound like he was just telling you about somebody who felt like that with mm-hmm. Blaze singing it that's his voice he's just really is getting that across. That's a good point. That's him. That's how he feels. Yeah, that is a good point because Bruce is an actor. He seems like he doesn't seem like he's living the story. You know, maybe maybe like the talisman's different or something. I don't know, but he seems like you know Blaze because you figure, you know, and probably in the not too you know distant future for Blaze, he probably was sitting there around at two a.m. having a beer and feeling. I was just thinking. I was just mm. thinking that in a couple of years, this is not to the same extent, but this is a bit of him. Yeah, yeah. But of course, it, it, you know, pull yourself up. Yeah, but Blaze, yeah, Blaze is the ultimate uh, optimist at a certain like, like he gets down, but he, like you said, he pulls himself back up. He he gets out of whatever he's going through, and he finds a way to. He's incredible, man. Mm-hmm. I, you have I just have such a more of appreciation for Blazes. The, the longer I the go as a fan, the the more I appreciate him. And um, I like the the um uh, uh I like to aim a lot. It's it's you know the, the it's just it's a it's it's a plotting song. You know it's kind of steady, but man, it's just I like the fact that the intro is the same as the outro. You know, which is something that they've done. You know. A dozen and a half times over easily since then, but two a.m. man, it's just it's a it's a great the, lyrically. It's a, you can feel it. There's emotion to it. Um, the weekend warrior. It just it don't. I've always thought of that song as a joke until I did the somewhere back in time with Andrew. And as much as I love Andrew, and as much as I loved that episode, I've got to go with two a.m. There's just there's just no way around it because we're not voting on somewhere back in time episodes. We're voting on songs. So sure. So that brings us to the album closer on both albums. We have uh, track number 11 on the X Factor. We have The Unbeliever. And we have the, uh, it's not eponymous. What do they call it? The uh, Just the self, uh, is that the, yeah, the eponymous track? Yeah, I think you might be right. Eponymous, title I think, track. means, I think that means, track. I think that means, the, <laughs> weird to say. I think yeah. eponymous means that it's a band. I think like like the song Iron Maiden oh, is like the eponymous. Maiden. Yeah. So I think it's the, the title Maiden, track. That's, it's just the title track. Yeah. So, so Fear of the Dark. Yeah. Uh, Fear of the Dark from Fear of the Dark.
against the unbeliever. Kirsty, what are your thoughts on this? Well, you know, you know, I don't play Fear of the Dark very often, okay. um, but I still hear this song enough that I'm tired of it, as I've told you, <laughs> uh, which tends to kind of affect my rankings a little bit. Okay. And I'd love, I'd love to hear it left off the next live album. However, it's been cool hearing the studio version. It was, it was faster than I remembered. The guitar tone in the intro is beautiful. Bruce is singing in full storytelling mode, so that's the thing he does best. The topic is interesting. Yeah. The verse, that really bursts into life. The chorus is anthemic. I love the rhythm change under the second chorus, you know, the bit where they all start jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. And the riffs, I have to say, everyone sings along to them because they are great and I don't know why, but the little bend at the end of it annoys me for some reason. But mm. apart from that, um, 
Yannick's solo is awesome. And I have to admit, it's a pretty cool song. It's not just my fear goggles talking. <laughs> and the Unbeliever, that's a weird one. Mm-hmm. I don't like the intro. That sounds like someone warming up that much. And the verse is a bit awkward. But the slow all my life section is awesome, especially the chords mm-hmm. and bass line under it. Mm-hmm. And the quick riff between the two choruses is awesome. And the riff after the second chorus is awesome. And there's a really bass heavy section that I like the the bit that leads into the solos um so it's like I like half of it very much indeed mm-hmm. and some bits not at all so fear of the dark is the winner for me okay has uh, I wanted to ask you has Billy taught you how to do reviews yet to review a song well the things that she <clears throat> told me were things that we already do like talk about the lyrics talk about ah, so, okay. yeah she did tell me so in other words, I don't know we, how we, she's gone with her one yet. <laughs> we get a thumbs up from Billy on our reviews. Hey, very good. Oh, she doesn't listen to us. Yeah, but at least you probably said, well, we're doing that already. So she probably thought. Yeah, yeah. So she's gone, okay, good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll, take your word. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, well, yeah. So, uh, Matthew, how do you vote here? What do you think? Yeah, this is, oh, I was going to say, it's kind of tough. I don't want it to be tough. So when I, when I first got Fear of the Dark, I did really like this song. And obviously, I've heard it way too many times, and I've suffered fatigue on this. <laughs> the last, so the last time we saw Maiden, um, this was a toilet break for my son, deliberately. Yeah. I was like, he wanted to go. I was like, just wait, wait another song, wait another song. Got to this, I was like, come on, I'll take you to the bathroom now. Uh, but having said that, yes, it is a good song. Um, Bruce does a good job. I do like the verses in this. I like the music in the verses. But Unbeliever. So yeah, it is an odd type of song. I don't know how I feel. I used to think I don't like the start of this because it's just so different. But mm. then I've come around to that's why I do like this song because it's different. Okay. And, you know, I like the verses and I like the chorus. And I think Bra- uh, Braze, the Blaze does sound really good in this. And I like the lyrics a whole lot more. I don't dislike the lyrics in Fear of the Dark at all, but these lyrics in Unbeliever, they're just a lot deeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having said that, I really don't want to do it, but I would go with Fear of the Dark. <laughs> and it, and it, it really does pain me to say that. But... Oh, and I'm I'm trying to think of a way. Can I back out of this and go back to Unbeliever? I can't. I really do like Unbeliever oh. a lot, but I think that Fear of the Dark probably is a better song overall. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm just I'm just a fan. Expert. You're not an expert. <laughs> <laughs> not by any stretch. Yeah. That'd be a bit. Of, that's a bit of a reach to call me an expert. Yeah. 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 So. So Fear of the Dark. Obviously, it's it's. We all know Fear of the Dark from everything. From 92 yeah. onwards? Yeah, from every live album that's come out since uh, probably on what a real live one and uh-huh. everything since. So uh, for me, obviously, the, def- the definitive version, I think, for most is on Rock and Rio, uh, where the, uh, the the South American crowd taught us all how to, how to, how to really hear that song. And I think they improved it. I think they made it a better song, a more iconic song. Because um, you think if, if that wouldn't have happened, it may not have lasted after that. 
like the way it has, like every set list. Mm-hmm. Like it wouldn't have been that definitive, like as soon as it starts, boom, oh, you know, everyone's singing right along with the very first riff, you know? So it, it's a cool story. It's a scary story. You know, that the album cover goes along with that, you know, you know, you, you're, you're walking, you're out in the, you know, forest or walking alone or wherever. And then Holy crap. Look at this tree that might be in the forest somewhere out there with you. You know, uh, the story's good. You know, I, I know Matt really appreciated at least what you, what he told me after the show we went to was that he really appreciated that they played it. Cause he was <laughs> waiting for another costume change from Bruce. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Fear of the Dark's a good song. It's got a lot of a lot of memorable solos in it, a lot of memorable riffs in it because of those South America people, and of course Iron Maiden. But so yeah, I, I do like I do like the song. I've never I've never thought it was the most amazing song in the world. Like so many like like the South Americans made it. Um, before that, I just thought it was a good song. But uh, let's see, the Unbeliever. I don't really like the intro on it. It's another one of those kind of weird bass intro things where I'm kind of like, what's the point? It, mm-hmm. just, it just doesn't seem to fit anything. And I don't know. It seems so outside of Steve's personality to do that too, because he seems like the most humble, just uh, not, I mean, obviously he's a musician. He's a famous guy. He, he obviously likes attention, you know, otherwise, but to be that much of a kind of a attention hog, you know, at that point, it just, it just doesn't fit for me there when he does that. And you know, the, 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 let's see here, the pace of the song, it's kind of got like an odd pace to it. Cause of the way the drumming's the way he's drumming. Sometimes he goes like an extra measure or something right past something. And then he hits, you know, it adds a little bit here and there. And it's, it's kind of odd. Um, I don't mind it. Um, I think the bass line throughout the song is really good though. Like that was one of the things while I was listening, I was like, I really noticed, I was like, man, this bass line is really good. I like that. Um, I like when they get to the chorus, the big, you know, where he says all my life, I've run astray. I've let my face slip away. And he's really like, he's not really, he's almost screaming it out. Sounds great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good. Um, but overall, I mean, there's just, this song is just, it's not going to, um, it's not going to compete with fear of the dark. I mean, it's fear of the dark is, it's, it's too iconic. And there's, uh, I think there's some songs on this album that would have beat fear of the dark for me, but this definitely isn't one of them. Uh, this is, it's just not. So, so that, uh, gives us, that gives us a fear of the dark wind, especially a unanimous vote with Matthew. Oh yeah, but it's, it's not a happy vote. <laughs> <laughs> It really does hurt to do that. Kirsty, can't you Kirsty, can't you hear those chains of misery all the way over here? Gotcha. <laughs> so so I guess now we we need a um we need the uh we need the drum roll, you know? A drum roll for the uh, for for the announcement of the the winner and the score. Um, I it's not it's not unanimous and I can see that Matt wouldn't have um he would have had a different outcome if he wasn't joining in with us. All right. So the final outcome is Fear of the Dark has four votes. Okay. The X Factor has seven votes. 
Okay, that's respectable by Fear of the Dark. Sorry. Fear of the Dark got Afraid to Shoot Strangers, Childhood's End, Judas, Judas. Be My Guide, and Fear of the Dark. Imagine if we would have taken out Fear of the Dark and left um, Weekend Warrior in. I mean, I'm sorry, the left apparition. the apparition in, yeah. Mm. What would that have been up against? Uh, the apparition would have been up against uh, the Edge of Darkness, Ooh. and um, Judas be my guide would have been up against Two AM. Oh, that's yeah, that's where I would have mm, been, yeah, been a toughie. That would have been a lot tougher. And yeah. then, and then Weekend Warrior would have been up against the Unbeliever. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. Well, the Unbeliever would have done all right then, Matt. Yeah, yeah, good. Have. But I have one other one other thought. So what about? Oh, I can already guess the answer to this now. I think it, the album covers. How do you rate the album covers versus each other? Oh gosh, Fear <laughs> the Dark wins. <laughs> I know, as soon as I thought about it, I was like, oh, okay. Well, cool. Lewis told. I like what they did on the X Factor, but it's just. Oh, see, I don't. I, I, it's not my Eddie, you know. Well, yeah. L- Lewis said though, there's two different X Factor covers, because there's the one where he's like on the table and he's all torn up looking at everything. But then there's the other yeah. one where he's like in a throne chair, like almost like an electric, but he's like kind of far away. Yes. So it looks a lot like that. I pref- I like that a lot better than the one where it's all up front and he's grotesque. Looking yeah. Like- they had to do the one far away because people didn't really want to yes, sell it with yes. the, with the grace. But I love, cover. I love the fear of the dark cover. I think that's one of the, mm. I mean, they have so many great covers to call it one of the best is just a compliment. So it's, I, I it's think probably it's, my, it's probably my favorite non Derek Riggs. Oh, it's not my favorite at all. I don't, I don't care for that at all. That cover. Oh, I love it. I used to have a okay, huge but poster you, of it. You like the songs a lot more because you would have voted six to fear of the dark and five to the X factor. Mm. Wow, Matthew. So mm. it sounds like Kirsty. Kirsty, what it sounds like. <laughs> Leave it alone. What it sounds like, Kirsty. Yeah. Is Matt is a pretty good. You know, he he he's going to be joining the ranks of everybody else. That kind of Matt. Uh, honest opinion, right now. Yeah. Does Quest for Fire rank right up there with everything on the uh, Seventh Son or not? Of course. Of course. I mean, to to say to say it doesn't would just be ludicrous. <laughs> Dino like, Jr. Okay, I, I, have a, I have a genuine question for Matt. Uh-huh. Which album do you prefer? Because like the album battle doesn't always come out. Yeah. Showing you which album you prefer because uh, of the way the songs match up. Between X Factor and Fear of the Dark. Yeah. Uh, X Factor. Yeah, quite easily. It's funny the way this matches out, song by song. Mm. But overall, and. Like I've mentioned yeah, because it came out quite even to me. It came out, yeah. mine came out, um, Fear of the Dark 5 and the X Factor 6. And what did you I, say mine came out to? I was surprised. Yours came out 6 to Fear of the Dark and 5 oh, to the X Factor. Uh, I didn't really guess that. Oh, yours was the same as the overall score. Oh, 7 um, to 4? Okay. Yeah. Because I was telling Steve before, this would be an absolute bloodbath. And yeah. then, which is what we thought in Peace of Mind and Seventh Son. It just didn't go that way. Yeah. Sure. It's because Quest but, for Fire is so strong. Of course, it's as good as Moonchild. <laughs> At okay. least let's let's listen. I don't want to pick on Dino <laughs> no more. So, so I guess with all that said, I guess we have decided now that the well, we've decided for ourselves. I would be curious to know what other people thought. You know, as far as how they would vote song against song. 
The problem always ends up on these things, though, is it's Blaze against Bruce. It's not song versus song. It's Blaze against Bruce. It's mm-hmm. it's unfair. It's, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, fortunately, Bruce wasn't at his best, in my opinion, on Fear the oh, Dark. Yeah, so yeah, that helps. Sure. Yeah. Well, I guess with all that said, I guess we've accomplished what we set out to accomplish here. Kirsty, you've been waiting for yes. this, and now it happens. I so. have been pushing for it, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to have another idea now. Now you have to have your new idea that you can push. So, uh, But with that said, uh, Matt, thank you for doing this. <laughs> You're welcome. It was fun. Yeah. It was actually more fun than I expected. Yeah, and of course, yeah. Kirsty, same. Kirsty, thank you. No worries. Thank you for tallying all the votes uh, from the polls and and our votes here. So you have a, a new official title now as well. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, That's the, the math right. the mathematician. Forget the mathematician or something. So, but yeah, oh. yeah, I'll forget it. So either way, um, so with that said, everybody, uh, thank you for listening and hope you enjoyed it. And let's see your lists and see how you come out. So cheers, everybody. Cheers. Bye.